So hi and welcome to your five day little nutrition and health reset. So day one is going to be all about the plate method. And this is my super simple method for enabling you just to start thinking in a really simple way about how to balance your plate of food. So you do feel like your energy levels are more stabilized, that you are thinking about the main macronutrients, you're getting them into your life in the right proportion to help support you move into this body that just feels like it's thriving, that feels like it's got more continuous energy, that's not kind of on this sugar roller coaster. Um, and I really think it's empowering. There are so many diet plans out there. And I think the problem with following a diet plan is it doesn't teach you anything. Over the next five days, I want to teach you how to start building delicious, nutritious plates of food that suit your preferences. Because that's the other issue. If you go on somebody else's diet, if I told you what to eat, of course I could kind of like micromanage your energy and your macronutrients, but you might not really enjoy the process. And as soon as I stop telling you what to do, you obviously will have no new blueprint. You'll just be a bit lost and you'll just go back to your old habits and behaviors, which I'm imagining may not be serving you. And that is why you're here. I'm going to try and make these quite short and snappy, guys. But let's see if we can move on. I want you to start thinking about your plate and I want you to start thinking about it having lines. So I want you to think about half of it being cordoned off and then two quarters at the top. And the first thing I want you to do is fill up your plate or your bowl with an abundance of non-starchy vegetables. So this is going to be things like your salad leaves. And just a little note, when you're picking a bag of salad, can you go for a mixed bag of salad. So all of your little gut bugs love to eat something a little bit different. So they don't all thrive off the same um, non-starchy veg. So I want you to be thinking about a, a variety and things like broccoli, peppers, carrots, tomatoes, cucumbers, capers, pickles, spring onions, mushrooms, kale. Like when you're in the supermarket and you're in the vegetable aisle, I just want you to go wild. I want you just to be thinking, oh, that's a different color to this. And okay, I'm going to pull these things together. And then rather than dishing up a plate where you've got your bog standard dinner and maybe some peas, I want you to be thinking, oh, peas, sweet corn, bit of salad, maybe I'll get in some broccoli. So it's just always thinking about getting in a rainbow and variety. And I want you to go to town with this. This, if you like, is like a lovely kind of fiber net that you're going to be laying down in your tummy that is going to mean that you're going to have lots of lovely fiber that's going to help with digestion. You are going to have lots of lovely fiber that is going to help um, prevent you getting kind of a rap rapid glucose spike. So so many reasons why we're going to start with vegetables, but always just think vegetables first. So for example, if you were dishing up spaghetti bolognese, putting some baby leaf spinach in the bottom of your bowl before you start dishing. Again, it's just going to give you that volume. It's going to help make you feel so much fuller and it's just going to be cramming in loads of micronutrients. So abundance, variety and rainbows, half your bowl or plate. Next, we're going to talk about the quarter plate of starchy carbs. I don't think people struggle to think about what they want to happen in this like little quadrant up here. But I do want you to have a little kind of um, eye out 
for those foods that might serve your body better. And I am 100% all about not kind of attaching moral judgment to food and not kind of, um, you know, demonizing food or thinking that foods are kind of off limits. This next five days is definitely about including all of the foods that you enjoy in your diet. But I want you to be a little bit mindful. And if there's an option to go for something that has been less processed. So if you can go to the bakers and get them to slice um, some bread up for you, you know that it's going to have had less processes happen to it. And again, if you can go whole grain or if you can go for a seeded variety, all of these things are going to benefit your body. But that is not to say that if you fancy having a crumpet in that quadrant, that is absolutely fine. Or a bagel or something along those lines as well. I really don't want you demonizing foods. I do want you to think about the quantity of that um, food that you uh, are putting on your plate. Because remember, we're only looking for a quarter of your plate to hold that food. They don't want you like stacking up the, the bread in that quarter. It's kind of like flat to the plate. So actually embracing things like an open sandwich, um, getting the best quality bread you can possibly afford or that's available to you. But then thinking about the fact that if you're in a sedentary job, you might not need loads of readily available carbohydrates. So, so often they get a bad rap and more about that later on in the challenge. Um, but again, just thinking about the quantity of that food group that you need to fuel your day. Again, if you're marathon training, if you're like massively active, this quadrant might change a little bit for you. But generally, the women I work with are busy um, working, often kind of like juggling parenthood, et cetera, et cetera, but actually have quite sedentary lives. So we don't benefit from having like a huge amount of very readily available glucose because we're just not using it up. And it leads to us feeling quite sluggish and tired and fatigued with massive kind of um, sugar crashes mid-afternoon or even mid-morning. Um, so again, I've named some of the starchy carbs here, potato, sweet potato, bread, rice, pasta, lentils, beans, crumpets, um, pitters, bagels, quinoa, grains. And we know, like all of us here probably do know which ones of those are going to have more benefit to our body or will be more nutritionally valuable. But I want you to have that flex in your diet where you can choose any of these without moral judgment, but kind of have a preference or a majority behavior towards those ones that you think are going to fuel your awesome body the best. Let's see if we can move on. I'm excellent at PowerPoints now. And even make canvas with all of these exciting little infographics. I'm going to talk to you about protein. It's going to have its whole own day. If you still haven't messaged me the word protein and you struggle with protein, I have got I have got something that will help you out massively. So you can message me across any format. You can email me. I'm sure you're getting my emails. So just message me back the word protein. And I'm going to give you my protein cheat sheet because I think protein is what changes the game for so many of the women I coach. And it blows their mind when they start actually hitting the right quantity of protein. Again, this five day challenge, I just want it to exist on your plate. Hopefully when you come on board for the six week challenge, we can really start looking at the quantity that you need to support your goal. Um, but at the moment, I just want you to have a nod towards protein in quarter of your plate. This could be fish, seafood, meat. Um, it can be any of those beautiful plant-based alternatives like tofu, seitan, tempeh. 
the meat alternatives like the corn, uh, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, little word on Greek yogurt, it all has a place in my fridge. 0% is going to have the highest amount of protein because they've taken out some of the fat, but 10% still does have quite a nice wadge of protein going on for you. But in my fridge, I've got zero, sometimes two, five, 10, like different, different yogurts for different uh, moods and eggs are obviously an amazing source of protein. I'm not going to go massively into the difference between plant protein here and animal-based proteins, but just know that if you're relying on getting all of your protein from sources such as quinoa, edamame, beans, pulses, nuts, it's going to be trickier for you, particularly if you have a body composition goal. So definitely message me the word protein so I can direct you to my podcast around plant-based protein and just kind of some tips of how to navigate protein if you're not including animal products. Because it is, it's not impossible, but it's more tricky. And if you have a body composition goal to getting leaner, it's a little bit more tricky still because the volume of food you need to eat to kind of reach the amount of protein you might need in your diet is going to be tricky without consuming an awful lot of energy and probably being uncomfortably full. But again, that's why I've done this little cheat sheet for you. We then think about the drizzle sprinkle of fat. So I want you to think about things existing here like olive oil, seeds, nut butters, nuts in general. I want you to start thinking about nuts as being a great source of fat, um, cheese, avocado, butter. None of these lists are exhaustive. They're just to give you like a little idea. And we're talking about a drizzle or a sprinkle because you have filled half of your plate with non-starchy carbs. You've got your starchy carb, you've got your lean protein source, and now you're just having a little drizzle or a sprinkle of fat. That might be a bit of Parmesan on your spaghetti bolognese. It might be like a bit of a drizzle of olive oil over your salad. It can be anything. It can be the saturated fats. So things like butter, coconut oil are saturated fats. But just in the same way that I don't want you to demonize kind of white processed carbohydrates like white pasta, white rice, white bread. I don't want you to demonize saturated fats. They do have a place in our diet. Um, there's lots of delicious foods that include saturated fats. But I want you to have... I focus again on this majority behavior. So the majority of the time, I want you to go for the unsaturated fats because they are the fats that your heart and body are going to love the most. But again, there's no right, there's no wrong. And over this next five days, we're just going to start to get some nudges in this direction. And again, if you come on board for coaching, it's where we can get a little bit more into the detail about how your plates of food might need to nudge. And this is the shizzle. I actually feel like this heart should, I wanted to do like a beating graphic. Maybe if my canvas skills get good enough, I'll try it on the next one. But the shizzle is really about this token of love. The women that I work with, the reason that they are often kind of in the snack cupboard after lunch or kind of like feeling like they need something to sort of fill a little bit of a hole, like a little bit of a gap. And I think it's because we've kind of rushed lunch or we've just kind of eaten a bit of leftovers or, you know, there hasn't been any kind of conscious thought into how we've prepared that plate of food. And we've kind of eaten it quite unconsciously, probably while scrolling on our phone. And women particularly, I think more so than men, we don't just eat for hunger. Like we do eat for comfort. We do eat 
to kind of just feel like we're getting a bit of an internal hug. And I want your plates of food to feel a bit more thoughtful. I want it to be like you've created a plate of food for the person you love most in the world. And you wouldn't probably, if you're trying to create a lovely plate of food for your child or your partner or, you know, somebody that you care for, just kind of give them a couple of dry slices of bread with like a little, I don't know, bit of Marmite and think that that was going to be enough for them. You probably would go the extra mile. And this is what the shizzle's about. It's your chance to just do something that is going to, on a psychological level, feel like a token of love. So maybe it's some fresh herbs or dried herbs. Maybe it's some chili or a squeeze of lemon or lime or some pickled ginger. It's something that shows that you've gone the extra mile. It can take literally seconds, I promise. And then once you have dished up, let me move my little head down here. I want you to ask yourself this question. Is there anything more I can add to my plate? So when you have a look at the plate, and this is so anti-diet, and most of the women that I work with and coach have really come from a background of always thinking about less. How can I eat less? How can I restrict this food? Um, how can I basically uh, minimize myself and my plate of food to be the smallest possible human in the whole entire world? And it's not helping you out. It's not serving you and it is keeping you stuck. So I'm going to reverse your mindset. I want you to dish up and I want you to look. Is there anything else existing in your fridge that you could go and get and put on your plate of food to make it even more valuable because we expect our bodies to do a lot. We want our bodies to do a lot for us in the future. We want them to perform. Uh, we want them to, you know, have energy. Yet we sort of want to always give them less than what they deserve. So I want you over this next five days to go the extra mile and have a little think. Maybe you've got a bit of kimchi like knocking about. Maybe you've got some seeds you could toast up. Maybe you do have some fresh herb and normally you can't be bothered to go get it from the fridge. I want you to go and do something extra to your plate today. Something again, that just nods in this direction that you're worth it and that you're looking after yourself beautifully. And I do believe guys that today this is your challenge to start thinking about the plate method. So hopefully you have all downloaded and I'll keep kind of popping a link to it. This app where you can start to montage or collage your pictures together. So you can show me what your breakfasts are looking like, your lunch, maybe there's a snack in there, dinner, but I want there to be a real visible nod towards the plate method. I think for you guys, breakfast might feel the trickiest. And again, if you come on board for like coaching for the next six weeks, breakfast is something we talk quite a lot about. And obviously I give you recipes and kind of top tips, et cetera. But I want you just to see, it's a challenge. What could you do differently today? How could you make sure that your plates of food and your snacks are going more in the line of the plate method? I cannot wait to see these plates of food. When you post them up, I also want you to tell me two things. And one of the things is what's gone really well for you today. And then number two is what is your biggest challenge? Because again, with coaching, this is what I ask my clients to do. And then whatever's keeping you stuck, I then make sure that there's content created or I give you content that I've already created to help you over those barriers. Keep it super simple, little nudges. This does not have to be perfect. I want to see real days of eating because I'm kind of learning as well about the type of content that's going to help you develop these new habits that are going to make you feel like you've got superpowers. So do like tag me if you fancy putting it up on Instagram, tag me. Would love tags all over the place. 
And I'm very excited to see you guys again tomorrow. So without further ado, I will stop here and uh, see you tomorrow. Take care.